Over my dead body. Over my dead body. Over my dead body. Welcome to Over My Dead Body, Fatherhood as It Happens. I'm your host, Alex Liddington-Cox. So how are you going? Excuse me if I kind of ramble. I actually have a script in front of me, but the coronavirus has just upended so much of everything that there's no real coherent thread that I can tie all of this together with. Have you ever heard of the Battle of the Bulge? In 1944, it was pretty clear that the Germans were going to lose World War II. As a last-ditch attempt to turn the tide, Hitler mounted a counter-offensive through the Allies' Western Front. Now, the Allies had a line through France, Belgium and Luxembourg, and this was illustrated to people back home as a vertical line on a map in newsreels and newspapers. And when the Germans mounted their offensive, the vertical line suddenly bulged. Naturally, people from the era remembered the Battle of the Bulge well, because it was what was standing in the way of people's boys coming home. We're watching the Battle of the Curve. The battle to flatten the curve. The magnitude of this is hitting me in waves. There are days where the news just kind of washes over me. It's actually, it's, it's almost exciting. But there have been two days, particularly today, where I've just been deeply depressed about where this is all headed and the uncertainty. For us dads at home, I think the biggest challenge is going to be mental health. And the reason I believe this is because I've been seriously depressed on two occasions in the last eight years, and the raw ingredients are the raw ingredients of this crisis. The first time was when I was living in New York. I was... I was living the dream, to be honest. You know, reporting from New York as a business journalist in the wake of the global financial crisis, it was fucking amazing. But I was living alone and working from home. That's social isolation in a nutshell. It was so lonely. And when I was working 12 to 14 hour days, there'd be times where I literally didn't say a word to anyone. For days on end. I can remember one time needing to meet one of my few friends in Brooklyn and I was late because I just couldn't get up off the couch. I was so depressed. And I hate being late. I can remember drinking a lot on a few occasions and just crying myself to sleep out of loneliness. The second time was when I was living in the Middle East and it was actually kind of the opposite. I had one of the best social experiences that I've ever had. A group of friends that still warms my heart when I think about them. But I was out of work. I failed as a freelance journalist, and it killed me. Both of those things are going to happen to a lot of dads in this crisis. You know, my hours have already been cut in half. The momentum of my career has stalled again. But this time I've got a kid... And we're sort of increasingly being told that we can't really embrace our friends. You know, I'm a hugger. That really sucks. But I'm very thankful that 
I've already been through a couple of versions of this, so I feel a little bit more prepared for this shit. And here's what I've learnt from it all. First, call people. Don't text. Call three people a day to feel closer to them. Use this downtime to build relationships up rather than let them atrophy. I didn't call home enough while I was away. When I came back, it was as if some people that I knew were talking to an old version of me because I didn't stay in touch. Second, build something. One of my my biggest regrets about my depression in the Middle East was that I stopped playing guitar. That was part of my treatment in New York, building a new skill. You know, I don't care if it's cooking, making magic furniture, making do something and hone it. Work towards something, always. That can keep you going. And more explicitly, third, keep moving. I remember my uncle came to visit me one time in New York, and just before he got on the flight from Australia, he threw his back out. And just fucking imagine that. 24 hours of flights with a crook back. Absolute hell. And when he landed in the US, he told my auntie, don't let me stop walking. I will walk this off. And he did. And we all know that about, like, when you do your back, you, you should just keep walking and that relieves it. But it's such an incredible metaphor. Just keep moving. And the parts of you that are hurting will loosen up. Now, you might be thinking, oh, you know, we're a bit, you know, we're, we're moving towards lockdown. I can't keep moving. There are, there are always ways. You know, I forgot to keep exercising when I was, when I got down on myself in Egypt because of this same bullshit. And Cairo is just such an oppressive place. Like, it really does feel you're in lockdown 24-7 because it's hard to just go out and go for a run. And one of my roommates used to run up and down the stairs of our 23-floor building. It was fucking inspired. You know, past the rubbish and our doormat that a random cat used to shit on all the time. You know, we've got a car park downstairs. I'll circle that if I have to. Yes, I might look insane, but who gives a shit? It's our happiness that's at stake. Just to give you some context, I don't have that foam shit that people put on the walls to minimize the sound, like sort of bouncing off the walls. So I'm recording this in my room, sitting on the ground with a doona over the top of my head and the microphone. There's always a way. And if we're going to get through this as dads, we've got to find it. And this, with me crouched on my bedroom floor, with a doona over the top of my head, talking to you now, this is my version of finding it. Wishing you all the very best of luck. That's this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye.